Have you ever heard of a glass frog? There are these little frogs found all over Central and South America. And what's incredible about them is that they look green from the top. But if you flip one over, it looks like, you guessed it, glass. You'll see their hearts, their intestines, their bones, everything. But as these frogs doze off, something almost magical happens. The frogs disappear. Well, almost. Here to tell us how these frogs pull off such a neat magic trick is my guest, Dr. Carlos Taboada, biologist at Duke University based in Durham, North Carolina. Welcome to Science Friday. Thank you so much for having me here. You're welcome. Let's get into the details because this is some amazing trick. How, how do the frogs do it? What we found basically is that the animals can pull out 90% of the red blood cells when they sleep and basically aggregate all of those cells inside of the livers. Basically, they remove most of the pigments that would normally create an opaque animal, like us, for example. That's really interesting. Why does it only happen when they're sleeping? We're still trying to figure that out. What we know is that when they sleep, in a way, they are less aware of predators, they become transparent, and... They reduce their metabolic rates. In a way, they, it's a trade-off. They can do it while they sleep if they stay motionless uh, without a big oxygen supply. When they're awake, they need to meet their metabolic needs because they start chasing prey, they start breeding, vocalizing, and they need more oxygen. So it's then when they become opaque and cannot pack their red blood cells anymore. Hmm. Is, it, is it possibly a defense mechanism for when they're sleeping when they get, they get transparent, they're not seen so easily by predators. That's interesting. I mean, there's some evidence that shows that transparency can help them camouflage. And that's what we also found. I mean, they're, they're, the optical properties are like a leaf. So basically, they match the vegetation perfectly where they sleep during the day. There's evidence that some predators might not see them during this time. Because in this case, transparency works really well. Because we are used to seeing animals in terms of reflected light. All of the colors that we see in nature come from the way that light reflects on a surface. Uh, in this case, we need to think about animals being viewed through leaves and also like on, on reflected light. So this is a really complex form of camouflage that might help when you discovered that all the red blood cells were sort of head heading to the liver, how surprising was that for you? Well, it was amazing. <laughs> we had never seen anything like that because transparency was a mystery for in glass frogs. But then after, after we found out, we started doing some research and discovered that there's some sort of ancestral mechanism in frogs. I mean, there's some evidence that other European common frogs under like really specific experimental conditions that induce some sort of like uh, induced coma in really well like oxygenated environments and really cold temperatures, they can store to some extent some red blood cells. They do that and in, in a way that could mimic a hibernation or torpor physiology. In this case, it was really surprising to see that glass frogs could push this to the limit, go from like around 40% storage to like 90% of the whole pool. And they, they could do it like even at high temperatures and every day on a, with a, on a circadian rhythm basis. That was the most interesting thing. Not only the, 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 the amount that they could store in the livers, but also that they could do it at really, really high temperatures and daily. It's amazing. You know, I, I imagine if you're packing a whole lot of red blood cells into one tiny space, as you said, that's what happens. 
Couldn't that cause some problems? I mean, is the liver, their liver specially made to be able to handle all of this? Uh, in a way, they do. The liver increases its volume by like 40% when they pack all of their all of the red blood cells. There's two distinctive uh, traits in the levers. One is that they are covered with mirrors like structures that are millions, millions of nanocrystal packed inside of a tissue that basically help them reflect most of the light. So we cannot see the red blood cells through the levers. And the other thing that is important is that in many other vertebrates, the levers are pretty distensible. They have like capillaries, which in livers are called sinusoids. That is the place where most of the interchanges of metabolites occur. The fact that they do it in a way requires other adaptations that allow them to aggregate all of the red blood cells without triggering a clot. That's what would normally happen to other animals for, that, for those concentrations and packing of red blood cells. But, but somehow the frogs can do it without getting a blood clot. They can do it. They can do it pretty well. While at the same time, they can still clot when they need it. Even when they are sleeping in their liver, everything is fine. But if the animals are injured, for example, by a predator, they can still clot luckily. Hmm. So the, their whole coagulation system is functional. But they can, in a way, split two functions. One is uh, clotting normally and non-clotting pathologically. Well, if they can store all this blood in the liver without it coagulating and they can do all this magical stuff with it, is there anything that we could apply to human medicine to learn from the frog? Oh, certainly. Uh, normally, when there are like pathological clots, people are treated with anticoagulants and these anticoagulants, sometimes they can induce some excessive bleeding in patients. We don't really know yet the mechanism that this frog used to basically avoid the formation of a big clot. But certainly, they deserve some research to figure it out. They clearly have like a way to compartmentalize different pathways of coagulation, and they can somehow prevent it, probably using a local anticoagulant. And so we need to find those genetic tricks that pro to probably do something translational. That is something that we are exploring right now, and hopefully we'll have some results in the near future. Okay, well, you come back and tell us about it, okay? When you, when you find that. I'd be happy to. Well, thank you, doctor, for taking time to be with us today. Of course, thank you for having me here. Dr. Carlos Tapawada is a biologist at Duke University based in Durham, North Carolina. If you'd like to see these frogs hide their blood, visit sciencefriday.com slash glassfrogs.